Now, as far as uh, working downtown goes, I have uh, been enjoying it since we moved here to 201 Portage back in August. And for me personally, the preference would be to come in to work. If I was told, like you, Greg, that you had to go back home, um, I would be... <laughs> I'd lose my... Quite frankly, I would lose my mind. The, the outside of the people I see at work, I don't see a lot of people, so having to do the show from home, for me, would be awful. Of course, I'm happy and thankful to be employed, but if I had... Since that's the case, and I got get to pick, I would pick coming into work every time. Well, I am one amongst uh, hundreds of chorus employees across the country who have been asked to either return home or to begin working from home. As you look at numbers in Ontario and Alberta and British Columbia with regard to the variant uh, chorus, and, and this is not a snow job or sucking up to the boss. They've done an incredible job, Loren, of keeping us safe from day one. And so I'm grateful for that aspect. But if I could be at work and I could be in the building, that would absolutely be my preference. And I think I'm not alone in that. However, there are a growing number of people who are maybe becoming addicted to working from home. Well, there, there are many employees who returned to work in the fall who were then sent home again before Christmas. Some might be making that move like you now, Greg, or perhaps there's just a bit of both going on. People making the choice to do a bit at home, a bit at work if they can. And we know this isn't a choice for everyone. But right now, there are clearly far fewer people downtown than normal, and it could stay that way for a while. There's been a new poll done by Probe Research that was commissioned by the Downtown Biz and shared exclusively with us this morning. And it shows more than one third of former downtown workers continue to work from home full time, with one quarter splitting their time between the office and home. Kate Fenske is the executive director of the Downtown Biz and is our guest this morning. Morning, Kate. Good morning. I guess in many ways, um, we know what the picture is out there, but there had been a hope that we'd see this slow return to normal. What do the numbers show? How, what do they stand out for you? Yeah, I think, you know, we, we when we look back a year ago, I'm not sure we thought we would uh, still be in the same spot, uh, you know, April 2021. Um, I think we could have uh, had a better chance of predicting the snow that's coming down this morning than, than where we're at today. Um, it, there's some good news uh, in, in the survey results that, that we did with Probe um, that there's a slight uptick in, in terms of how many people are coming back to the office in some capacity. But in terms of the workers that are back full time, there really isn't much change since December. Um, we're up to about 20% of downtown workers are back full time. And so that's really, you know, a significant decline in traffic for downtown businesses. Are people who don't work downtown coming downtown for other reasons? I'm sure there's a little bit here and there, whether it's, um, you know, appointments to see maybe a regular massage therapist or an athletic therapist or to get glasses or your dentist or those things that you kind of built into your regular workday. But if you look at, you know, the things that used to really bring people downtown other than work, it was a lot of events. So if we look at concerts and sporting events, theater, ballet, I mean, all of those have been put on hold for over a year. So we definitely have seen a big decline just in terms of general visitation, um, as well as tourism and hospitality, a big shift there. Um, so it's a challenge. Uh, we've known that for the last year that, that downtown businesses are suffering more than uh, counterparts in other areas of the city. And that's why it's so important right now that we look at, you know, what is the next one to three years really going to look like and how do we make sure that our downtown can be strong for the rest of the city? Kate, uh, you know, that's sort of where I wanted to go, the future in terms of what do we do or what does the future look like for downtown Winnipeg, just north of where 
we sit at 201 Portage on Main Street. There's a fairly prominent uh, 11, 12-story building that's being partially converted to apartments. We are now the second tallest building in Winnipeg as 300 Main uh, reaches uh, towards 42 stories of apartment rentals. There's another large uh, project on Smith Street, a former Manitoba housing project that's in full effect. Are we seeing more people wanting to move downtown? And might we see the conversion of more office space into apartments down the road? You know, I think that is something that's uh, uh, realistic uh, when we look at the future, not only an increase in population, which we were predicting uh, before the pandemic, you know, anticipating another 2,000 people to call downtown Winnipeg home in just the next two years. But we are seeing, you know, you mentioned the conversions. Um, you look at the um, uh, medical arts building on Kennedy there that was converted from offices to residential, and that was a project that started before the pandemic. You know, it really is important that we capitalize on that momentum. There's a billion dollars worth of capital projects underway right now still downtown um, and I don't think we're going to lose that um, you know no projects have been cancelled you mentioned you know 300 Main is now the tallest building in Winnipeg um, but there's also some challenges we all know the Bay Building downtown um, we do need to find a solution there we're still hoping the redevelopment of Portage Place moves forward so there's a lot of opportunity here and I think you're right that we will see um, a greater shift towards some creative solutions including uh, residential conversions that's one option I don't think we can expect people to come back to work five days a week um, in terms of all of those 70,000 workers. You know, that's one thing that we are going to be looking at. Um, we're, we're digging deeper into seeing what is the current state right now after the last 13 months downtown? Um, what are uh, employers and officers uh, offices, what are they looking at doing in the future? And how can we make sure that we have a vibrant downtown that really is that destination? So when our events, arts, culture all come back, that we're ready for it, but also when, you know, maybe some people don't want to do the commute anymore. So maybe it's downsizing, maybe it's uh, moving into a larger apartment downtown, um, but, but not everyone might want to do that commute either. And looking at spending time outside, uh, walking, biking, all those stuff is really great to do downtown. Yeah, I think you hit it there, Kate, that, you know, we've got another report out this morning just with the quarterly statistics for Canada that talk about the vacancy rates of the downtown versus the suburbs. And essentially suburbs are holding their own, but downtowns everywhere are feeling the pain that Winnipeg's is. And we know Winnipeg had this sort of renaissance coming into the pandemic, coming out of it. It might look a whole lot different. So how do we start that conversation to get people to think about living downtown if they're not going to work downtown, which would have been how we might have sold it before? Yeah, and I don't, I'm not sure we'll see a massive shift of people not working downtown. Um, you know, like some of you, many of us love working downtown. Um, and we want to see different four walls, uh, <laughs> you know, in a given day. Um, and, and there's also, when you look at the benefits of working downtown in terms of mentoring young employees, um, working with your colleagues and brainstorming and sort of that, that creative thing that can happen when you're with other people. But also some of the benefits when you're out and about downtown on a lunch break. You know, you can run errands, you can... Uh, check out the downtown farmers market and things like that. But absolutely, we are going to have to think about things differently. And that's why there's a number of us that have come together, um, both uh, the downtown biz, exchange biz, West End biz, with the city of Winnipeg uh, and Centre of Development Corp, that we are looking at a downtown recovery strategy. That work has already started. And I think what's really going to be key there is 
you know, what are the tools and mechanisms that we can put in place now that can facilitate private sector investment, that can encourage residential growth, that can support existing businesses that are here, but also new businesses that may want to set up downtown. And of course, one of the things that I think is so critical is really safe and vibrant public spaces that we have. We've got some great little parks and great things to do downtown. How do we enhance those and create more? Kate Fenske, CEO, Downtown Winnipeg Biz, joining us live on 680 CJOB. Kate, thank you very much for this. Thank you. Stay warm, everyone.